1: I will not be wooing <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Mother Folklore's Halloween special. I'm Dark O'Shea.
1: I'm Padre Krivonic. And I'm Gare O'Dean McAvoy. <laughs> and that was the longest W in podcasting. <laughs>
0: ooh, welcome. It was actually a BH. <laughs>
2: Way. Hey. Ooh, 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 ooh. Original content. Nice. <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> that's how we rock them. You're all very welcome to a spooky sound special. We are going to talk as we do every year when is because as you know, Celtic Druids invented Halloween. They did in
1: nineteen seventy one.
0: In (laughs) nineteen and 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 in keeping with our wolfish and druidic traditions, we are going to talk about (laughs) Wolfish.
1: Wolfish traditions.
0: (laughs) We are going to talk about all things spooky and spook (laughs) ulcha.
1: Get out! Give me a synonym for spooky, quickly, 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 uh, uh. and
0: mysterious, <laughs> and haunted. Excellent. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to start with, with um, you know, um, the spookiest county in Ireland is O.C. Leash.
2: Yeah, um, because no one knows where it is, or when they're in it, they don't realise they're there. Um, as case in point I know loads of people have been to electro Picnic and they were like oh I'd never been to Leash like where the fuck do you think electro Picnic is? <laughs>
1: Leash is so spooky because it disappears for one weekend at the end of August It's just
2: not there they don't realise that that toll bridge that you're going through in Mount Trap, that's Leash lads you know that's your own Leash <laughs>
1: Who goes through the Tulbur? Detour. You can detour past my granny's house. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: the old the old Dublin limerick road. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it'll it'll cost you in petrol more to detour than to come back. It probably does. It probably, probably does. does. But you
1: gain that in opportunities to visit the chicken hut outside Leash. The chicken hut? Chicken hut, yeah. Motorway services. Oh yeah,
2: (laughs) sure. I thought you were, I I was picturing an actual hut with chickens. No, far from it I'm afraid. (laughs) There's there's chicken all right.
0: That would be more sanitary. Is this one of Ireland's great regional chicken franchises like Hillbillies?
1: Um, Hillbillies for a start is class. Hillbillies um, is the greatest franchise in in Ireland. It's almost national. Um, almost nationwide Almost nationwide Like Shaw's uh, Yeah <laughs> Hillbillies Hillbillies is weird It's like somebody drew a line From Dublin To Galway And said Hillbillies shall go No further north of this mm. Like Because there's a hillbillies In Walkinstown, And there's two in Cork And there's oh, one yeah. in Kerry And there's one in Waterford Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where else is one There's one in Clontarf
0: isn't there? Or in, there is Or one in
1: oh, Clontarf, one Clontarf. Yeah, okay, There's one so in Clontarf Okay so they are north of the Liffey just barely there's one in Clontarf yeah. Well Clontarf,
2: okay. Clontarf doesn't
1: count like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, To be fair now Walkenstown doesn't count as south of the Liffey either like,
2: so. um, There's two in Cork but it depends on you You have to go to the right one it's the one next to the fountain that's the one you want to go to not the one on McCurtain Street ah, the chicken is better than the one on the fountain really? and on several occasions I have convinced sober as the day I was born my drunk friends to leave the club early so we, can so we can get make in it queue. to the fountain yeah. yeah So we can get in the queue The queue's fierce though the is Rest fierce. in a bun
1: The hillbillies it's worth I sometimes have to work in Kerry or in West Cork or like, and I always take a big detour out of my way to make sure I go through Fermoy on the way home because the hillbillies in Fermoy is uh, Is a good hillbillies As far as chicken restaurants that yeah. exist in petrol stations go it's yeah. it's up definitely right top up five there. Yeah. I'm so Definitely. glad
2: we're talking about this in our
1: Hillbillies <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by Hillbillies
1: we no. wish <laughs> the taste of cork fried <laughs> if anybody from Hillbillies is listening yeah and you want to <laughs> yeah.
2: offer us a sponsorship or yeah, free we, be- breasts in a bun I'm okay with yeah, that we yeah. will just
1: eat snack boxes yeah. while um, while on air or like,
2: if we're mean. talking about specific cork based fast food outlets Casey's and um, Casey's is the bomb if you're listening and Lennox's particularly I will eat a Jackie Duck's for some ASM more on this podcast, no bother.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, you're not going to become one of these ASMR people, are you?
2: I hate ASMR. I hate it, but I will eat a Jackie looks no problem Is for profit.
1: ASMR, the thing where you listen to the sounds of people doing stuff and eating stuff and things. Yeah, and it's gross. Mm. It's what does it stand for? Audio sensory. Blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you get you get some like young one drinking a glass of milk, and fellas we kind of uh, paypalling them, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's as creepy as I don't know if it's creepy. Oh, to is me- this
1: like send me your socks? Like that's I of don't thing? think like, I'm not it... sure.
2: It's really popular. Some people listen to it to so like relax, but I don't know if that's like oh, I'm just relaxing. No, you're not, James. No, you're, not, you're a James. pervert.
0: How
1: are you relaxing with your pants around your ankles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mickey doesn't look relaxed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How's that for audio censoring? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: We're going to get a load of like weird ASMR people being like, well, actually.
1: Actually, actually, oh.
0: it's just four hours of me rubbing my jeans. <laughs> the ASMRs are, oh, oh, when they came for the pagans, I said nothing because I was fine. But now they came for the ASMR creeps. No one is
1: safe. <laughs> First, we came for the Nazis. And I said nothing because I
0: hate Nazis. <laughs> and it worked out grand.
2: That's how that goes, right? That's how it
1: goes. So, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Is there is there a crossover? Like, could we get an ASMR... Like podcast or YouTube video done about the sound of a milkshake hitting a Nazi in the face, because I think that would, that would get me into ASMR in a big way.
2: I think it's the visual of that you want though. You're it's losing all out. Of it. it's all uh, of it. Just a whole, whole sensory experience. Yeah,
1: I want everything. I want. I want the splash. Yeah. I want the disappointed mule from the the Nazi. Like, oh, wow.
0: And then the dripping of the milkshake. And oh, then the, it's
1: it's vanilla.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: And then them, them insisting that they're fine, like I'm fine, this is I'm fine,
0: absolutely fine, fine.
2: I'm not I'm even not. lactose intolerant.
0: <laughs> 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 so, what, where did the whole milkshake thing come from? What, is it is it like as has been suggested online? Is it inspired by certain you know um, certain video content on the internet where people get splattered in the face?
1: Oh, oh dirt, no. dirt, filth, no. Ew. <laughs>
0: I so, don't, I think it's
2: just <laughs> some fella had a milkshake yeah. on him one day, and he was, saw that loser, and was like, there, there "Well, was,
0: there
1: was a young man. There was a, yeah. there was a young man of of." of um, uh, British Asian extraction uh, in the middle of a town centre and he was being quote unquote canvassed by Stephen uh, Yaxley-Lennon who's known as Tommy Robinson to his supporters during the run up to the European elections this year and he was drinking a milkshake and he realised he realised he he was completely and totally surrounded that there were six of these yobbos on all sides of him and he was being filmed and he realised right well I'm probably in for a kicking here well why not and he F's the milkshake at uh, Mr Yaxley-Lennon and he Beautifully got the shit kicked out of him, but what a man! But, yeah. and what, what a man! And what Give that man a, the freedom of the of the continent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and what an what an image of just that that awful person's face, uh, Stephen Jackson's face, just like covered in like gross milkshake. Because yeah. milkshake is not a nice thing to yeah. be covered in. I'd imagine, there, I imagine. No, don't know, there, is, there is there is there is
1: one potential reason why it, it sort of it's it sort of taken over from egging. Yeah, because um, if you're on any high street in Western Europe, it's probably easier to find a milkshake yeah. than an egg. Eggs. Yeah, uh, and like if you, the, the smallest you can buy eggs in is is a half dozen. Yeah. yeah. So like if you use up your egg on a fascist, you are going like oh, I've got
2: and I feel five like five
1: like eggs left, and I don't have a frying pan. Mm. Like, you have to be omelet,
2: quite like. accurate with your throw of an egg, whereas mm. a milkshake it, because it's liquid, it's going to yeah. go everywhere. Also, like, so you unless just you yeah exactly,
1: like, a, unless you sort of soft boil the egg. It's not very visual Like you know You don't even see An egg dripping down A fascist's face Yeah Milkshake is very visual Mm -hmm. It's visceral
0: it really is. And there was a bit of trouble, wasn't there, with the, one of the fast food outlets um, earlier on this year, a few said that they were going to stop selling milkshakes one day on, on advice of the of the police, of yeah, the yeah, well, West Midlands police. One it? of them
1: did, yeah. When uh, when when Nigel Farage was going to be in, I think it was in Scotland, actually, when he was yeah. going to be touring Edinburgh or Glasgow, one of the major cities in Scotland, one of the major fast food chains... Um, I won't say who they are but I'm not loving it, right? They um they 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 said we will not on the advice of the the police we won't be selling any milkshakes during this particular political visit. And then their rivals across the street said fill your boots while selling milkshakes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hillbillys would never stop us throwing milkshakes. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Lennox's or Casey's do milkshakes. I don't even know if Hillbillys do milkshakes. I do imagine
1: Casey's do the best milkshakes. I, just... I don't
2: know, that's very Dublin now, a milkshake. No it's not. Uh... There
1: is no more culture
2: I never had to a drink. milkshake Until I came to Dublin I was in the ILAC Centre It
1: was vanilla it like, And it was rotten it Sounds like one of those uh, Terrible terrible ads For a hotel On the south side of the city Oh she's off Gareline's off up to Dublin Again to get one of those milkshakes A milkshake is it Yeah she's staying In the Dublin hotel On her way to get the milkshake The, the Dublin, Dublin
3: hotel. hotel
0: The Dublin hotel Apparently if you ring 6525855 They'll give you a discount <laughs> 6525855 five
1: is that your office number?
0: No. <laughs> it's not. Somebody
2: ring that, please, and see if I can have the
3: discount, please.
0: At uh, the Dublin Hotel. <laughs> oh, God, the Dublin Hotel. Just the one. So Halloween. <laughs> so... And we all know milkshakes are fairly spooky.
2: Spooky, yeah, they look incredibly like so. Ghosts, liquid they do, ghosts.
0: They do indeed. They're like a liquid ghost dripping all over your face. All
2: right, stop. Okay, stop,
0: stop it. <laughs> Cut that. Okay, Garaging. I believe you have a story, a tale of haunting.
2: Um, I do, but it, like lower your expectations because, like, there is a ghost in my house. We're
1: going to start with the bad <laughs> one to <or> work right <laughs> up. Like, like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A second, hold on. There's a ghost in your house
2: yeah there's a ghost in my house yeah
1: but your, like it's you, not what you grew up with a ghost in your house yeah
2: yeah. No, like, but like it, like we cohabitate like quite peacefully like she doesn't bother us that much like we don't bother her presumably <sighs> and she just lives in the house occasionally she'll close an old door upstairs and it'll bang
1: is she um, a poltergeist
2: uh, like no I feel like if I called her a poltergeist like that'd be like unnecessarily harsh she just kind of like knocks around but is she invisible around. yeah no I don't and see her yeah. she only
1: manifests by moving things
2: Moving shit around, yeah. She's a She's a mm. Yeah, but like, listen, right? This was her house beforehand. Like, Mag lived there before we did. So, oh, like, it's Mag is it? It is. She used to live in the house, and now we live in it. She's a relative of my dad somehow, but we live in the house now. And like, it's quite. Some parts of the house are like super old. Um, and in those bits, you can kind of hear the, Like the newer bits, like she doesn't really <laughs> knock around in those bits. But yeah, she moves shit around she uh, she uh, might hide stuff on you for a couple of days like she brings mm. a bit of damp into the house as well I, th- you know? I
1: think yeah oh, a bit of damp
2: bit of oh, damp bit of yeah damp. it's hard Jesus. drying the clothes do you know when, when, when Mag's around when Mag's around I feel, yeah. I feel
1: calling her a pol- poltergeist is, is, a, is a little bit unfair to Mag simply because of our experience of poltergeists from the movies where yeah. they're bad guys but the Irish for a poltergeist is a Tyve Chaturrin or a noise ghost. So she only, she doesn't manifest visually. You don't see her knocking around the gas. No,
2: and she wouldn't, she wouldn't interfere with you. Like I'd say now if there was a seance, like she might not be down with that. I don't know, we've never tried to like summon her. But
1: like, (laughs) you
2: know, because she just minds her business and we mind our business. So when I say to people that there's a ghost in my house, they're like, oh my God, there's a ghost in your house. Like she minds her business. We mind our business. So, like, I'm not going to, like, victim blame anybody who's been in a situation of, like, paranormal activity where they've had a ghost who was, like, terrorising them or whatever. But, like, do you know, if you left the ghost alone, maybe the ghost wouldn't bother you. Like, just saying, you know. Maybe it's your fucking
1: fault. <laughs> I cohabitated with a ghost for a while. Did you? Yeah, I shared an apartment in Manuth with a few friends and apparently it was haunted by the ghost of Eamon de Valera's private secretary. That's so specific. It was specific. really specific. He I owned love the house that. Like, yeah. uh, we, we only heard this off the people that, we, it was a student gaff. We moved in after these girls who had been there for the previous year. And I was like, what's the place like? And uh, one of the girls was like, it's class. Uh, we've been using it as a party gaff, but it's really good. If you want to be quiet, it's pretty cool. Main street location is good. You're right next to the bus stop. You're right love across that. the road from the pub. Uh, and it's haunted. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And it's what? <laughs> <laughs> it's haunted, yeah. It's like a... Uh, 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 Eamon de Valera's private secretary. Oh, he sometimes sits in the armchair nearest the telly, so... Just, so could uh, you
2: see him? No. But, Apart- he was but just apparently she could. Sometimes he'd Apparently take the
1: previous, the previous inhabitant of the house could. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've had conversations with the ghost. It's like, yes, but you also take a lot of acid. I'm... <laughs> I'm aware of this maybe fact. he
2: moved out with um, them though, like maybe, maybe he, did. he just like went to, to the out.
1: next party house.
2: Yeah, stay living with them because they're a good crack.
1: I will say one thing about the place though: the, the apartment was lovely, but it was—I think it was technically inside the Arctic Circle. It was so <laughs> cold, yeah, so
0: cold. Energy rating of Z, the lowest <laughs> you can go. What was its BER?
1: Ooh, don't even ask. Yeah. That's
2: what the Amour Park in in County Port Port the the county grounds in Amaur Park is also in the Arctic circle yeah. it is the coldest they're, they're place they are little pockets yeah <laughs> it's, it's, so if it's like 27 degrees outside when you go into Amaur Park it will be minus 8 like yeah. you'll need
1: to bring the old coat like and the, the big boots the supporters real diehards you know yeah, real it's diehards it's really fucking
2: cold in there i used to sell <laughs> programs in there and oh die <laughs> of the cold <laughs> programs
1: get your
3: programs
1: get your programs is on the cover
2: he probably still is you know
0: so I mean we had a ghost story we heard you in Rathfarnham growing up that there was a certain building was haunted it was called the Priory Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, so stinky. there's a there's a there's a used to be a tavern in with in, in <laughs> it's
1: spooky because I'm terrified of the clergy
0: <laughs> and uh they used to do a tavern in Rathfarnham village that was very popular with the with the with the gilded youth who's called the Sarah Curran and Sarah Curran was uh the <laughs> I don't think it's still there anymore I'm not sure I think it may have turned to a hotel but,
1: um, What? What? That wouldn't be like
3: anything st- in Dublin It stood
1: still for 25 minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, the, um, but Sarah Curran was of course the name of the darling of Aaron Robert Emmett's uh, beloved He was in love his with mot. His mott His mott And Sarah Curran was the regarded as the, the, the prettiest girl in Rathfarnham and possibly further afield who knows But they,
1: Listen, that's still high bar You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. still high bar uh-huh. Yeah. They, the girls of Rathfarnham Lovely only lovely. They have lovely skin. They do have lovely skin. Yeah, they do. so
0: weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, Sarah Kern. I wonder she, if they do ASMR. <laughs> Ra- I want very specific Rathafarnam accent ASMR. <laughs> like totes. Totes.
1: totes. <laughs> I'm totes peeling this orange. Is that ASMR? I no Orange idea. peeling? I, I don't know, know. <laughs> I don't know I've never experienced it Can you I let us know If
2: you listen to our podcast For some like Irish accent ASMR Because I'm pretty sure Somebody has to like Is that a thing? I don't we, know Like, I don't want to do.
1: No I don't want to imagine That anybody's sitting at home Relaxing to motherfucker In that
0: way
2: yeah, But I don't know
0: Listen I, I, <laughs> I've received some some, 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 oh, some, some Garrodine's on this some, episode <laughs> Some of the communication we've received which hasn't made the mailbag has referred to people saying I I enjoy just, you know, tuning out and listening to those Irish accents wash over me.
2: Oh, I don't like that phrase.
0: Uh, Somebody
2: told... (laughs) Somebody told me once that they worked with somebody that had... what was the way they described it? They had an accent crush on some of us. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, a voice crush, I think.
1: A voice some. crush?
2: Just attracted to, to somebody's voice. I,
1: I, I have voice crushes. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Karis Matthews from Catatonia. Total voice crush. Totally oh, I, I am madly in love with that woman's voice.
0: The one, is it Carrie McDonald from Trade Spotting And who's also in... Uh, Kelly MacDonald? Kelly MacDonald, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she'd be my voice crush.
1: But not her voice in Intermission.
0: Nah, no, she's no, doing no, a no, bad no. Dublin accent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they could have just let her use her normal Scottish accent and said, oh yeah, she was, in, she went to university in, in like Edinburgh. <laughs>
1: <And she's> pretentious. <laughs> she, went to, she did two semesters in St. Andrews and she came home talking like this. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm back here in Tala.
0: I, I think they should also have just done that for PSI Love You. They just said, oh yeah, uh, oh, your, your man. What's
1: the
2: opposite Ger- of an accent Gerard crush? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I have for that.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, dear, no love. I'm sorry I'm dead.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Read the letter, know I'll read the letter there I'm sorry I'm dead
0: you know it's funny that they, they just they just they have, they have picked a point in history to make that film when there were more kind of um kind of hunky Irish leading men in Hollywood than any, any other time in history and then they suddenly said oh let's just get this guy instead you
2: know the casting director was like he, what, what he's Irish or he's Scottish that's the same thing right it's yeah exactly he, he can do thing. that and Jared Butner I was like yep <laughs> absolutely
1: <laughs> thanks for the check <laughs> <laughs> this is payday
3: <laughs>
2: Wait, no! You had a ghost story, right? Farnham. Yes. Sarah, what's
0: her head? Sarah, Sarah Curran. So, anyway, Sarah Curran grew up in a house called Priory. Her father was, um, was a was a. Did you say Priory? The priory, priory, priory. Okay. And then yeah, so oh yikes! So Sarah Curran had a um, Sarah Curran. She grew up in a house. She had a sister called Gertrude, who was very, full of mischief.
1: Was that a ghost telephone? Yes. Yeah, it's a ghost oh, okay. telephone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she had a sister who's full of mischief called Gertrude, and and yeah, Ghosts he was, he was, should
2: pick up. <laughs> Answer the fucking phone, ghost. Hold on, okay, okay. Hang on, on. Hang on. Hang on, I'm going to go... Phone so mate.
0: <laughs> we'll be right back with an with actual ghost story that dark might actually finish. Was that a ghost telephone? Ooh. Ooh. So, Sarah Curran was growing up on up the farm of the Priory. She had a sister called Gertrude who's full of mischief. And her father was uh, absolutely doted on Gertrude, but was, was always wanted her to be better behaved. And she was always getting in trouble. And one day she was sent to her room for being particularly mischievous. And the father wanted to wanted to go up and see that she wanted to check up on her, but she had fallen out the window. Um. He was brokenhearted. She and he buried her under her favorite tree in the garden. The tree she liked to play under. And so this, and he got a lot of criticism from his friends in the in the local church of our community for not burying her in consecrated ground, but he buried her under her favorite tree. And then over the coming years, there was often things. There would be sounds in the night. Things falling over, knocking, thing knocking down. And they thought, yes, maybe the spirit of Gertrude is still haunting the Priory. Ooh. And then Robert Damage got gotten in a bit of trouble with the law for being involved in a rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And in one of, he wrote a letter in which which indicated that Sarah Curran knew all about things. And that the, the British soldiers read this and decided to arrest Sarah Curran. But when they came to the Priory to arrest her... Things started going bump. They started tripping over uh, uh, planks and chairs that were lying that were lying around. They weren't there a moment ago. Kettles started falling on them. Uh, chamber pots flew into their faces. And Hope. during this chaotic... oh, Gertrude. <laughs> Gertrude's
2: sound on the national oh, question.
0: <laughs> sound on the national question. And during this during this kerfuffle when the British soldiers were making complete aegis of themselves, falling over things that weren't in their way, uh, Sarah Kern was able to escape to Cork
2: where the British soldiers notoriously won't go because why would you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that is the um, that is the, one of the So where's that so, is that down Sarah Curran Avenue or the oh, they, they yeah. ran in around that area where, just, which bears her name Which does yeah Doesn't bear Gertrude's so name So does
2: she now Poor
0: Gertrude does
2: Gertrude God love her w- Is she a poltergeist? Like what's the definition of a poltergeist? Because she's throwing yokes around mm. but like She's a
0: ghost who's solid in the national question
2: Okay yeah. Oh, yeah, Which is a specific type of
0: ghost <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Join us in Dublin On the 17th of November We'll be taking part In the Dublin Podcast Festival We're going to do A double header With the amazing Irish passport So not to be missed If you're around Dublin Look up Dublin Podcast Festival On Twitter Or you can go to DublinPodcastFestival.com Speaking of haunted buildings, oh. do you guys know what the most haunted building in Ireland is? Is it my house because there's loads of spiders not... in it now? No, you're right. <laughs> your house has a fucking ghost and you think the spiders are an indication of uh, its hauntedness?
2: Peg is now, ne- <laughs> Peg? No, wrong ghost. Wrong
1: ghost. Is it? <laughs> she haunts all of us.
0: <laughs> I know I what the her. most sp- uh, most haunted house in Ireland is. What is it? Aris on spooked Get, Get out. out! Get
1: out! Get <laughs> out! <laughs> Oh that's no, I'm done. <laughs> it, it.
2: it was a good run. It's been a
1: good two years. <laughs> oh my god. No go. but
2: tell us what is the most haunted fucking
1: ten episodes or something later. <laughs> Finally I snapped. The most haunted building in Ireland is Lepp Castle, not a million miles away from your neck of the woods. It's in County Offaly. It's on the far side of County Offaly. That's the why I don't recognize, you don't recognize it. it yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um Lep Castle is renowned as the most haunted castle in the world and the most haunted building in Ireland. Love that. Yeah. So I was I was doing a little bit of research. I was trying to make sure that, you know, my, my Halloween story this year is 100% accurate in case anyone <laughs> wants to write a fucking blog about it. So you decided,
2: you decided for an accurate story, mm, I'm just going to tell a fucking ghost story. Like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so... I, I I looked through my old books and there's there's a book I have that I, I really, really enjoy reading. it was written in nineteen fourteen and it is called True Irish Ghost Stories. It was written by and I love these names, St. John Seymour and Harry Nelligan. Oh wow. Oh, which wow. is the original buddy comedy like you know yeah. Sinjin and Harry Sinjin <laughs> St. 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 Seymour Sinjin D. Seymour and Harry L. Nelligan who I just I think their ghost hunting adventures must have been amazing this
2: is a total <laughs> tangent but I recently watched the entire series of Mad Men on Netflix and I have mm. subtitles on, on my Netflix all the time and there was a character in it at one point named Sinjin and the subtitle people were like nope like I don't <laughs> know he was like an, an English fella so oh, yeah. it it's it varied between Saint John and just like just question mark like they were just like nope don't know how to spell that like <laughs> don't know who the fuck they're referring to like
0: Was that Jared Harris's character? No
2: it was one of the people who worked with Jared Harris um Sinjin somebody and oh, I yeah. was like like is his name St. John and then I googled it and I was like no it's it's Sinjin and these these American subtitlers are like can't cope Can't
1: deal with this First time I ever heard that name was uh, a James Bond film A View to a Kill Oh. He rocks up to Christopher Walken and and uh, Grace Jones' mansion. and yes. it's like, uh, Oh, what's your name? It's like, St. John Smythe. James St. John <laughs> Smythe. And that way only Roger Moore could do Like He wasn't yeah. the best Bond, but he was the smarmiest. That's
2: like, wonderful. Far. That is a wonderful name. If, if there is anyone with that name out there, like just... St.
1: John's, well, St. John's of the world. Give us a shout. <laughs> if you're a St. John who listens to mother folklore, more than welcome. So St. John, St. John Seymour. And, and Harry Nelligan were ghost hunters and they gathered true ghost stories. They say it's true. So if I'm going to go to their book, True Ghost Stories from 1914, they renamed the castle, right? Mm. Lep castle. They renamed it Kilman Castle because at the time they wrote it, the owners that they interviewed were still there. Uh-huh. so they didn't want them to be to be hassled so they uh, I managed to track down that it was the right one because they say here a couple of months ago the present writer paid a visit to this castle and was shown all over it one morning by the mistress of the house who under the nom de plume of Andrew Mary has published novels dealing with Irish life and also contributed articles on ghostly phenomena so I looked up Andrew Merry and it turns up it was indeed Mildred Darby who was married to Admiral Darby who owned the house. Uh, so it was it's the same one. So the place itself, Lepp Castle, is a grim grey bear building. The central portion in which is the entrance hall is a square castle of the usual type. It's built on rock and a slight batter from base to summit gives an added appearance of strength and solidity. On either side of the castle are more modern wings, one of which terminates in what is known as the priest's house. Oh, so, oh
2: here mm. comes the spook, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always so, the
1: church. As to the ghosts, right? Um, Some time ago, a lady, a Miss B, now bear in mind, this was written in 1914, who was decidedly psychic, was invited to Kilman Castle, the famous Mm -hmm. name they've given it, in the hope that she would be able to locate the whereabouts of a rumoured buried treasure. She failed in this respect, unfortunately, but gave nevertheless a curious example of her power. As she walked through the hall with her hostess, she suddenly laid her hand upon the bare stone wall and remarked, there is something uncanny here but I don't know what it is. And in that very spot sometime previously two skeletons had been discovered walled up. Oh, she a bad bitch! (laughs) (laughs) So the sequel to this is Curious sometime after the same Miss B our psychic here was trying either automatic writing or else was at a seance the authors here say we forget which when a message came to her from the unseen capital U Mm stating that the treasure at the castle was concealed in the chapel under the tessellated pavement near the altar but this spirit was either a lying spirit or else a most impish one for there is no trace of an altar and it is impossible to say from the style of the room where it stood while the tessellated pavement if it exists is so covered with the debris of the former roof it would be almost impossible to have it thoroughly cleared but there is as well in this castle a miscellaneous assortment of ghosts a monk with a tonsure and cowl walks in at one window of the priest's house and out at another there's also a little old man dressed in the antique garb of a green cutaway coat knee breeches and buckled shoes and he is sometimes accompanied by an old lady in a similar old fashioned costume another ghost has a penchant for lying on the bed beside its lawful and earthly occupant Nothing is seen, but a great weight is felt and a consequent deep impression made on the bedclothes. The lady of the house states that she has a number of letters from friends in which they relate the supernatural experiences they had while staying at the castle. In one of these, the writer, a gentleman, was awakened one night by an extraordinary feeling of intense cold at his heart. He then saw in front of him a tall female figure clothed from head to foot in red and with its right hand raised menacingly menacingly in the air <laughs> the light which illuminated the figure was from within he lit a match and sprang out of bed but the room was empty he went back to bed and saw nothing more that night except several times the same cold feeling gripped his heart
2: he was in a moor park in Leash that was sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. cold. for the day like, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but of all the ghosts in that well haunted house the most unpleasant is that inexplicable thing that is usually called it The lady of the house described to the present writer her personal experience of this phantom. High up round one side of the hall runs a gallery which connects with some of the bedrooms. One evening she was in this gallery leaning on the balustrade and looking down into the hall. Suddenly she felt two hands laid on her shoulders. She turned around sharply and saw it standing close beside her. She described it as being human in shape. And about four feet high, the eyes were like two black holes in the face and the whole figure seemed as if it were made of grey cotton wool. While it was accompanied by a most appalling stench such as would come from a decaying human body, the lady got a shock from which she did not recover for a long time.
2: Stephen King found quaking. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Lapcastle, Castle, um... Mm-hmm. To, to, to sort of have a look at the, the actual history of Lep Castle, there's, there's a lot of varied accounts as to when the main tower was constructed, but it was probably built in the 13th century, early Norman settlement in Ireland, uh, around about 1250. Uh, it was built by um, the uh, O'Bannon clan, the O'Bannons. Um, the area was originally called Lame-Ivanon, and from that Lame we get Leap, or Lep as it's pronounced in this one. And... Um, but the abanns were not long for that uh, for that area. They um, they they didn't. Uh, they were underlings. They were sort of petty kings, and they they were subservient to the O'Carroll clan. And the O'Carroll or the O'Carroll clan were ruthless and domineering. They seized Lep Castle, and with that began a uh, a massive uh, a massive. Uh, Ah, uh, there we go I found it sorry I wrote my notes (laughs) a massive and gruesome legacy of carnage that left a supernatural scar at the core of the menacing reputation of Lep Castle many a massacre took place within the walls at the hands of this clan when the chief of the O'Carrolls died Mm -hmm. he left no successor you know, the the ancient Irish Gaelic system was Tanistry that you'd yeah. name a Tarnishta, and the Tániste would be the one until mm-hmm. an election could be held among the Derevinna to uh, nominate the successor. But they, he hadn't done that. He died uh, unexpectedly. So there were two sons, Thaddeus and Tyke. Great, who, names. Um, oh, Great names! Oh, fantastic names! Yep. Thaddeus yeah. of and Tygo um, They had a massive dispute over who would rule. Thaddeus was the eldest, and he was the most well liked, and he was the one that everybody thought, oh, you know, Taddy should be the he should be the chieftain because he's 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 really good. The issue being that Taddy was a priest; he was Father Taddy. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the brother yeah. Tygo was like, yeah, oh, you can't, lads, you can't, can't be giving it to both. a priest. Yeah, can't have both, right? you yeah. know what I mean. Pick priest a side. or a king. You need to be yeah. a priest or a king. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't be both. Um, so Taddy was was the. Um, I thought he was the, the, the favourite. Everybody thought it was going to be him. And one day he was saying Mass in their private chapel in the castle. And, you know, pre-Vatican II, the priest said Mass with his back to the audience. Is it audience? Congregation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congregation, <laughs> that's the word. Hey, you've been a great audience. <laughs> Peace be with you and also with your spirit. Try uh, the communion. <laughs> uh, so he, he had his back to the congregation. Tig bursts in through the doors carrying a Clive Moore, a claymore a massive sword <gasps> and he rams it right through Taddy's back stabs Ooh. him in the heart and Taddy collapses onto the altar and he bleeds to death right there in what is now known as the Bloody Chapel at Lepp Castle. So ta- Tig became the O'Carroll as it's known, yes, the chief a, of the that, clan. That's the a chief fierce,
0: of the fierce mess.
2: Yeah, kid. I feel like if you're going to murder your brother in like you know in an attempt to take over. Maybe don't do it when there's a lot of there's an audience watching, you know. Maybe do a little bit, a little bit cloak and dagger, literally cloak and dagger. But well, maybe he wanted to be like a. It would have to be he balls like, out, like
1: it's big, he, it has yeah. to be a big gesture.
0: Yeah. You know, did he a gesture. have a have a line? Did he have a kind of a a, a line when he stabbed him? I'm now pronounce you a man a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Eat this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, Oh I just thought of a line. Could you um, uh, no it's too late, it's too right. late. No, it's too late. We mind. can't Never take a second mind. take. Like, <laughs> <who's> <laughs> <with you? laughs> Who's the O'Carroll now? <laughs> um, so Tighe became the O'Carroll. And, you know, legend has it that the priest's apparition can be seen wandering the bloody chapel. Um, we read in the, in the 1914 book by Seymour and Nelligan that the, you see the monk with the tonsure wandering through oh, yeah. what used to be known yeah. as the, the priest's house. That could well be Taddy looking for revenge or even just some peace because he was killed uh, in the middle of the sacred mass. Um, they were, by all accounts, the O'Carrolls were not cool. No. Just not. Sound. Was it because they're from Offaly? Is that why? It's entirely possible. Yeah, it's uh, entirely possible. <laughs> possible. Is is Offaly still sponsored by O'Carrolls Ham, the Jersey? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. saying, just in case we're offending, there's probably no connection to the fine ham people. They're yeah. they're mm. that's fine ham. That's grand. Nothing to do with yeah. these guys. But the these these O'Carrolls of Lepcastle, they were they were not cool. They were in a they were in a battle with the. Um, they're in a battle, a running war, a feud with the the Klonvik Mahuna, the McMahon family. Yeah. So they invited them over to a celebratory feast to say, "Listen, um, we'll 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 put it to bed now. In the past, you've helped us, you defeated our rivals, so we need to just have a new peace treaty. Uh, and instead of paying their debts and instead of compromising and coming to a peace accord, they decided to poison ah. at dinner. And oh, apparently, pups. you can see the ghosts of all the McMahons um, knocking around. Yeah. And I don't mean the wrestling ones, not not Vince mm-hmm. and Stephanie, but uh, those ones. Um, one of the most notorious spirits, we heard about the red lady who appears in bedrooms. Yeah, I right, liked her. I there. wanted
2: you to come back to her now. Yeah.
1: So she's a very tall specter clothed in a fluttering red gown, clinging to a sharp blade. Uh, the story is that she was imprisoned by the O'Carrolls. She yeah. was repeatedly sexually assaulted and raped. Course, yeah. Eventually, she gave birth to a baby who was murdered in cold blood by the O'Carrolls. Overwhelmed with grief over the loss of her child, the red lady used the knife, her phantom bears, to put an end to her life of torment. And she uh, she roams the halls of the castle and the bedrooms of the castle looking for revenge for the murder of her, her Maybe baby
2: Maybe she's just roaming the halls, mm-hmm. minding her own business, and people should leave her alone. So I like this lady.
1: Mm-hmm. Does she have a name? The Lady in Red. Oh, okay. She probably did Made have famous name. by Christa Berg <laughs> um, <laughs> That's who you think <laughs> about <that. laughs> So um, in 1600 uh, after the, uh, the the plantations uh, when when what it was Ivalia became was that actually Kings County or Queens yeah, was, County? No, Kings County Queens County that's us yeah, yeah okay so when <laughs> Ivalia became Kings County that was the, the plantations and all of the lands and the castles they were handed over and uh, this was given to the Derby family an adventurer called Captain Derby known as the wild uh, captain um he he um, he, he did, didn't not do murder either, <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but but did he give the O'Carrolls what for for all their uh, dastardly and blackguarding behaviour?
1: Well, so as the story goes, um,
2: they wished away down to Kerry, did they not? Uh, With the O'Carrolls, the O'Carrolls, yeah, and the, the, O'Carrolls. And the O'Carrolls. But yeah.
1: before that happened in the early in the early sixteen uh, hundreds, um, what happened was. Uh, Captain Darby, wild Captain Darby, an English adventurer, was captured in a in a in a, in a battle with the O'Carrolls, oh. uh, and he was being held in one of the castle's dungeons. And uh, the daughter of the reigning O'Carroll, the O'Carroll at the time, of course, fell in love with him, and uh, she used to sneak down to the uh, to the dungeons, and um, the yeah, so she she. Fell pregnant, um, and when they found this out, they were like, "We're gonna have to kill this this son bitch, this <laughs> Captain Darby." Um,
0: he, got, he was he was there in this in their dungeon, uh, chained to the wall, and he got her pregnant. Yeah. Rascal.
1: Listen, the only reason she fell
2: in love with him because he was the only fella who wasn't like decidedly as much of a dick as all the O'Carrolls who were obviously
1: around. Because yeah, yeah. you think that <laughs> but see that this less is what of I- a dick. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything is relative. Sure. Anyway, the um the the she then got wind that they were gonna they were gonna top her 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 wife. Uh and so she planned a great escape and as she was leading him out the stairways um to get out, uh the girl's brother Steps out from the shadows. you don't know it Like epic stuff, like epic ah, movies. This stuff. is
2: like Pocahontas, but without Mel Gibson. Like, love that.
1: <laughs> was he in
2: the He was John Smith, he was the voice of John Smith. Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it gets less cute as, as time know, goes as you on you realise like, like, that Gibson's
3: oh. a dick.
1: Like. <laughs> I knew he was an imperialist. I didn't realise John Smith was an anti-Semite as well. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Anyway, the, there was a massive sword fight, epic stuff, and Darby narrowly uh, emerged the victor. Um, the the O'Carroll son was the only other heir So the daughter became heiress to the castle and when the elder O'Carroll died she inherited along with Darby and because he was of English stock and English adventurer he was allowed to retain his lands in the plantation. So the Darbys held on to it until the early 1900s. Until 1922 actually when they left for I wonder why. <laughs> because they the place, had other business to attend to. They the just kept getting burned by their ah. Um, <laughs> but in the 1900s they were doing up Lepp Castle and they discovered behind a wall in the chapel an oubliette. Do you know what an oubliette is? No, but no. I enjoy
2: that word. Yeah, it's
1: a lovely word to say but it's a horrible thing. An oubliette is a feature of medieval dungeons. It comes from the French verb, the medieval French verb oublier, which means to forget. Yeah. It was essentially a hole in the ground with spikes at the bottom that you would put people and then a l'oublier. Oh. Forget about them. Forget. About oh.
2: Them. L'oublier. So, I have forgotten that I put Francois in there. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the point was that you forgot about them. If, if, if a person was lucky, the spikes at the bottom of the oubliette would kill them. If oh, they were, otherwise lucky. If they were they would unlucky, starve, yeah. they would starve to death or die of thirst. On spikes on spikes
0: or with broken ankles and legs and things like that. Um, you need a good line if you're going to push someone to Nubliat. Who est le centre de Georges Pompidou? <laughs>
1: oh, Jubilé!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Forget me not. <laughs> um, so in the ni- in the early 1900s, around about the turn of the 20th century, the Derby family were doing up Lepcastle mm-hmm. and they discovered a Nubliat behind the wall in the chapel. Um, so there were may or, you know... The, there were, there were human skeletons in this thing, right? Yeah. So much so that it would take three cartloads to remove all of them. What the O'Carrolls would do is they would invite someone to their castle, they would invite them for dinner and if they didn't poison them they would bring them up to what was known by that stage as the bloody chapel and invite them to pray which like everybody was big into praying at that <laughs> stage and then they would kick them down a trap door to be impaled by a spear eight feet below it was an eight foot drop and it tapered it tapered at the top so you couldn't <gasps> climb out These yeah. lads are no fucking or- mad they're insane, <laughs> but like there was no way built into this castle to get anybody out of that oubliette. Like it was in there, and that's where you stay. I mean, the smell in the chapel rotten. must have been rank. They but been listen, orderly, I feel like
2: smells generally at that time were just like rotten. Well, nobody washed. Yeah, so, yeah no yeah. one brushed their teeth. So, like, if yeah. somebody's saying you're smelly, that it there at the end, it was smelly. It yeah. must have been
1: real fucking smelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if a ghost was smelly, it's yeah. like yeah. How smelly was it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they discovered this oubliette, not only did it take three cartloads to get rid of all the skeletons but they found a pocket watch on one of them which would lead one to believe that the Darbys were using the Oubliette ah. right up into the 1800s. Oh,
2: they were like, oh, we forgot. Wait, Oubliette!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we Oublietted about, about that. So, so many, um, there was... Um, th- So, (laughs) there's this lovely little piece here, right? Um, The Derbys abandoned Leap Castle in 1922. Found this bit online. At the time, Ireland was fighting for its independence from England and given the Derbys were an English family, Leap Castle was a prime target for revolt. Shortly after the Derbys' departure, the castle was bombed and looted by the IRA, who hung... Um, peacocks from meat hooks along the tower um, that, take that peacocks that's, that's badass <laughs> yeah, at the same
2: time
1: yeah, yeah, though yeah. Like, isn't it peacocks a yeah, like. fancy feathered fucker <laughs> I, I presume they were
0: the Darby's peacocks but here's the yeah presumably yeah, yeah. 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 they didn't bring their own peacock. <laughs> we're, we're burning the castle They
3: Michael's out. peacocks
0: Be, BYO peacock <laughs> <laughs> the uh,
1: a friend of the this is my favourite sentence in this entire website that I found this background on, on Lep Castle a friend of the Darby's lived in the castle briefly until she was ravaged by gangrene. Oh, wow. And that's, that's. there's no Sorry, other... context. you can't just
2: say that. <laughs> Stop. What? Stop. Did she just refuse to leave? Oh, that leg has fallen off, but I'm not going out to the doctor. So like. there's no,
1: um, there's, there's no, there's absolutely no further... Uh, <laughs> Cont- she context. like I, she Nothing fascinates me riddled, more than anything else. Riddled with gangrene, she was, <laughs> uh, and then and then from that point on, it lay dormant until in the seventies it was uh, it was uh, purchased by an Irish Australian uh, historian called Peter Bartlett He tried to do a lot of uh, restorative work for fifteen years, but he does say that the poltergeist activity put much of it off. Um, he wasn't. He did contract a white witch to drive the spirits out of the castle. But she said that the spirits promised they wouldn't cause any more trouble but they insisted on staying in the castle. So
2: they wouldn't interfere with the planning permission. They wouldn't interfere the with anything. Permission.
1: They wouldn't object to the planning permission because right, okay. they find it very difficult to come up with the 25 yeah, euro yeah, for the exactly. appeal. Yeah, um, but all yeah, uh, so are yeah. scarier than <laughs> Yeah. <those>. yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, Peter Bartlett died in 1989 uh, cutting short the restoration works and it was bought by a musician then in 1991 called Sean Ryan uh, and he pledged to get on with the restoration. He's done a wonderful job. There have been a few freak accidents since the Ryans moved in. Uh, there was a broken kneecap uh, at one stage that delayed the restoration. Uh, once the reno- renovation resumed, there was another accident that led uh, led uh, Ryan to have a broken ankle. So a broken kneecap, broken ankle. Oh, oy, oy, oy. But what happened was they decided to conduct, when they had a baby, they did the newborn baby's christening in the bloody chapel. And ah, lads. Since that point, since that joyous event, since giving ah. the ghosts that little bit of happiness, that little bit of joy, um, there's been no more carnage, no more bloodshed. Generations and generations of horror have ended. The castle is still owned by the Ryans. You can't stay there overnight, but if you're li- if you're in the vicinity, you can contact Sean Ryan. He has been known to give tours of the castle, which is
2: not possible because <clears> Oafly's <throat> not real. So. Yeah, you can't actually yeah, it's a figment of people's imagination.
1: Yeah, but I mean this is this is the it's been this place has been visited by paranormal investigators from um ABC, from Living TV, from the Atlantic Paranormal Society, the Sci Fi Channel, the Travel Channel, um the, the Travel the Channel Travel have,
2: Channel. Of well they, they have
1: a program called Ghost Adventures. And oh, they filmed right. one of their Hol- Halloween specials. Allegedly it is an, an elemental or Oscar, a Gelton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a creature created by wind, uh, and uh-huh. uh, is is pretty freaky. So he's prob- probably the freakiest part of it. The Lady in Red, um, she was featured on uh, ABC's special, uh, the Scariest Places on Earth, and Living TV's program uh, Most Haunted way back in its first season. Love that for her. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to see her get a bit of airtime. Listen, she deserves it. She
2: I does. also think Stephen King is waiting for the lawsuit to happen when people find out that he robbed his like notorious character from this fucking castle these lads Sinjin <laughs> and his bros like yeah. they're <laughs> entitled to a awful
0: lot and Harry for finding out the, the, Sinjin, yeah. Seymour and Harry
1: Sinjin, Seymour, Seymour and Harry Sinjin, Seymour and Harry You just, you just see like, the three of them
2: Yeah it sounds yeah. like a comedy like sketch group from like the 70s like Sinjin, <laughs> Seymour and Harry
0: I can really imagine like Seymour had a plank in his shoulder and turned around Sin- and hit yeah. the two of with them in the
1: head Seymour is Sinjin's surname it's Sinjin, Seymour Oh no It's the oh, best Best oh. name ever It's oh, I them to D be D. Seymour <gasps> that's no. Sinjin D. Seymour And Harry L. Nelligan I'm telling you It's the buddy comedy You've all been waiting for Oh
0: I thought it was Three brothers no. Yeah that's what I
1: thought <laughs> <laughs> Well, St. John Seymour and Harry Nelligan. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, St. John Nelligan would be an amazing name, but <laughs> no. it's It's St. John Seymour.
2: Also, I find yeah. a little issue with it. What is their book called? Is it like.
1: True Irish Ghost Stories. So it's
2: like ghost stories, but they're true. Like, that seems a little bit. He's They're honing that that in a little bit hard. Like, oh, it's the ghost stories. It's a, it's the it's a really stories, good, it's a really good book.
1: It's a really good book. But it's a tr- really good book. True. It's really good, though. So, you might say, <laughs> I mean, is it, Do you do you take issue, Do you judge books by their cover? Is that what you do? You judge I mean, for, I want to say no about I read this Tom Clancy do. book. I read this Tom Clancy book and I was disappointed to learn that there were no bears or dragons in it. It turns out it was a metaphor for Russia and China. A disgrace. Oh, wow. None out of I five. Have been, I would have been disappointed <laughs> by that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the so. Lord of the Rings. There isn't a single Lord in the book.
3: There's
2: rings on the front of it, though. There's
1: a ring in this book, Usually. but only one.
2: No, is there not a few? One of them? out of five.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I've read The Hobbit, and it was tedious. Like, but there's a ring on the front of that, and I don't think there's much about In the ring. The Two it.
1: Towers, the so-called Two Towers, only one tower really features to any great extent. Two out of five. Do not buy this book. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Can we do an episode where we just do fake Amazon reviews?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can. Welcome to Garradine's judging books by their covers. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you that might, was true ghost stories and they are true. No word of a lie. Put that in your blog.
0: You might say that Lab Castle's aw- awfully haunted. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Okay. no. That's it. no on that like, note. That
2: was fucking scary.
0: <laughs> on that note, on that note, we wish you a safe and happy sound. Remember, <laughs> have a fun Halloween. Leave sweets out for the kids. Don't leave celery out for the children. And keep your dogs and cats indoors. Keep your dogs Cats indoors And Mind yourselves Don't be a scab and
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be That little prick Who gives kids Raisins On oh, Halloween Oh yeah
2: Oh their they're nature's candy <laughs> Get out <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the toffee apples and the bounty bars. I'm here for nothing
1: else. <laughs> You're the one who take the bounty bars.
2: I like, bounty, I like the bar. bounty bars as well,
1: yeah. but it's like it's like a niche. It's like a niche. Suite. I
2: think my favorite thing about bounty bars is they're the ones that are always left. Like yeah. I'll eat the out of the celebrations box. I'll eat the Maltesers first, obviously, oh because like it's every man for himself there.
1: So you know, in like in roses, like undoubtedly the most horrible rose going up was the uh, the coffee one. Well, yeah. Nobody oh, like no. the coffee one. No, right? no,
2: it's the one that tastes like Pol. That's the most rotten one.
1: What's that, the strawberry one? Yeah. yeah. That's second most rotten. At a push, like, at a push. The coffee one was bad. Anyway, let's 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 take this as our starting point, that the coffee one is manky. Okay, yeah, so sure. We're literally going bad. straight
0: from Halloween to Christmas here.
1: Yeah, well, that, I mean, once Halloween yeah, listen, is over, what else are you going Listen, do? we're
2: taking the Tesco model on this, okay? Yeah. Straight from <laughs> Halloween to Christmas. <laughs> I've had the
1: advent calendar up since the end of <laughs> August. Um, the, the, So my mum, when she would go down to visit her relatives in Waterford at Christmas time, would offer... To have the coffee ones, like she, like, oh, I'll take oh, the coffee one. Being selfless—that's that's a
2: man like. thing to do, isn't know, it? But
1: she didn't realise that this was my cousin's favourite fucking sweet. <gasps> and every year they would save up all the coffee ones, even though they loved it. They love the oh, co- love the coffee sweets, adorable. but they're like, oh, here, you take this. And we you know you love them. them. It's we Christmas. You love them. It is Christmas. Uh, and in her head, giving. she
2: was like, oh, I'm <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> these <'cause> fuckers, <laughs> <laughs> fucking coffee sweets, bastards. <laughs> right.
1: Happy Halloween.
0: <laughs> Happy Halloween. It's a lot for me.
1: And a slant from me.
0: Motherfucker comes out every Friday on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Thanks to Kirsten Schill for doing the art. Thanks to Brian for producing. You can contact the show at motherfuckerheadstuff.org. Uh, come to see us at the Dublin Podcast Festival in November the 17th. Seventeen. 17 we're doing a wonderful double headliner with, with the,
1: Irish. the Irish passport.
0: No, me and Tim, they second pair of podcasters. Good podcasters support other good podcasters. Love you loads. Mind yourselves. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Fuck's
3: sake. Height of unprofessionalism.